Go ahead. Our, our next guest models and wears the Fiduro about as well as anybody that I have ever met. And that's Dave Sims, the play-by-play voice uh, for the Seattle Mariners and a host of other things, the Mike Krzyzewski Show on XM, uh, and basketball also basketball and, beyond, and uh, basketball and beyond on the Westwood One radio network. Dave, good morning. How are you? Craig, I'm staying doing well, fellas. How you doing? Good. What's the Fedora like? I mean, are, are we sporting one this uh, road trip? He had a light blue well, one I, on I wear, last during night. During the summertime, I wear the Kangol caps, the, uh, the vent caps that are, you know, made for summertime. And then, you know, in the fall and winter, I'll put the Fedoras on. So, yeah, yeah I got a pretty good, I, I got a strong hat game. What can I say? <laughs> Thanks. You do have an excellent hat game. How long have you been shaving the head? Um, I think 99. Yeah, ninety nine. And, and is it a daily thing that you do? No, not really. Yeah. Um, uh, even you know when I'm on TV, I mean I can go a day or two without it. I mean nobody else would notice it, but I notice it. And I can hear my dad uh, the inner voice of my uh, the, the, in my head of my father saying, "Hey, it's time to shave, shave. I'm going to clean it up, bang it up." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Craig is a a Maryland terrapin fan through and through so he's never gonna find it in his heart to like mike shashevsky i lived down in durham for three and a half four years and got to until be, they kicked him out yeah until they <laughs> kicked me out uh but i got to be up close and personal with him how special a guy is he and all the people that you deal with in this world sports world uh I, i've been lucky i've been around doing you know sports business for a long time and he, he's a top shelf guy um you know, he's got a big heart. He's, you know, the thing I like, one of the many things I like about him, I remember this, we had Mike Socio on a few years ago, and I see Mike in spring training like a week or two later, and he goes, freaking guy wrote me a handwritten personal note thanking me for being on the show. Jeez, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, you know, just thoughtful, and, you know, I, I know I, I I passed it on to my kids. I said, hey, you know, stay in, you know, stay in touch, follow up, thank people. Yep. You know, he's caring. I mean, I, I've received, you know, when, they, when they've won national championships, I mean, I think we're going to our 15th year with basketball beyond. And, uh, the, you know, he's won a couple during that time. He's won a few championships. And he sent me gear. He sent me a watch one time. Uh, now he's, he's, he's a very thoughtful guy, um, very warm. And, boy, when it's time to turn it on and be intense in rock and roll, he's very good. He's mellowed it a little bit, Nate. remember the first time I saw him, I was covering a St. John's game at Army. And, like watching Bobby Knight Jr., Bobby Knight Light. I mean, he was like crazy on the sidelines. But uh, he's calm and collected now by comparison. And, you know, he's had a magnificent career. And, you know, it's one of those H.R. E.F. Hutton deals, you know, when he speaks, a lot of people listen. You know, my wife worked for a, a medical facility in Durham for Duke for about 25 oh, years. Oh, that's Duke facility? Yeah, know, yeah well, she, yeah. it's closed now. It was called the Duke Rice Diet Program. Long story. But but the point is, uh, uh, I, I've gotten friendly with John Jackson, who's the associate AD down there yeah, and handles the, the basketball. Guy, yeah. the, the thing he told me this July, I was down there and we had grabbed a bite to eat. He said, I said, you know, I'm not hearing anything about who's going to succeed him. He said he's not even close to thinking that way about yeah. retirement. And he said, let me tell you something. When we lost that game to Michigan in the in the grade eight this year, he called a meeting back in Durham the next day at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon to turn the page, and they were already planning for the next season. 
Yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah. And uh, super organized. Uh, it, it, you know, I love the fact that, you know, with all the money he's made Duke and he's named that family center after his mom. I mean, that speaks volumes right there. That's all you really need to know. And I, I probably... Well, I mean, this is uh, you know almost end of September, and I've been asked the question a bunch of times in the last few months. You know, baseball guys who are you know big sports fans and hoop fans, when's he going to retire? I said, well, last I looked, I think he turned seventy-two and he's pretty daggone strong. He's got what a new hip, an ankle, and a, and a knee. He ain't going anywhere. <laughs> well, what, what you said was you know uh, to to go from like a Bobby Knight type of guy to a guy who's a little bit more mellowed, a little bit more reserved, but still has that passion burning. I was going to say. A knee, a hip, and some surgeries <laughs> will do that to you. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's very helpful. I mean, everybody I know that's had knee and hip surgery, they swear by it. They say they, they never felt better. Hey, yeah. Dave, one of them. Dave, in every baseball season, there's a, there can be a surprise team out of the gate that nobody had their finger on. And you guys started the season 13-3, and three, and it really looked like, boy, these Mariners, this DePoto put together an interesting club. What the heck happened after thirteen and three? Well, yeah, actually, the bet, our best mark was thirteen and two. Two, that's and, right. And you know, we were back to the ball all the way. We were hitting the ball out of the yard with great, tremendous regularity. I mean, uh, you could count on it. You know, for those first fifteen games, pitching was was good enough. Um, the defense was lousy, but we just outslugged everybody and outscored everybody. And then once the, the as you would expect, the, the hitting, that kind of bashing cooled off. You're not going to sustain that for yeah. 162. Once that cooled off, you know, the defense got really got exposed. The starting pitching got exposed. And uh, that, that was your ball game. Um, you know, we have, you know, we have three left-handers that are virtually identical. I mean, Tommy Malone, Marco Gonzalez, Wade LeBlanc, they were starters. Wade's in the bullpen now. But, you know, soft toss and left-handers. Felix was, you know, Felix is not near what he used to be. Yeah. And, you know, whoever else they put in there that wasn't good. And then he threw in injuries. It just started cascading after that. Dave, what about Felix Hernandez? I mean, we talked to him last night after the game, and he's sitting there saying, you know, I got one more start to go. We'll see what happens. I don't know how I'm going to be feeling uh, uh, about it, uh, whether he stays, moves on, that kind of thing. But, I mean, there's a certain level of frustration right now going on with him, and I was just wondering what your take on it was. Well, I'd be stunned if he comes back, yeah. if he's brought back. Um, I mean, the, the, clearly the game plan, knowing that he, you know, he hadn't had 95 plus fastball for a while, and you know the guys went up there, the Orioles went up, the game plan was to be fearless and attack and first, second pitch, and they were hitting ropes. And there were balls, too, that were hit up the middle. Felix literally was throwing it and ducking. Um, it's just not the same guy. Father Time has caught up and kicked his butt, and uh, that's, that's pretty much it. It's pretty plain and simple. I mean, he's won at six. The last game he won was the uh, first start. It was April 1 against the Angels. I think it was at our place. And then he got hurt. He had the shoulder issue. And, you know, it's gone downhill. It, you know, he had a great run. Uh, I don't have him in front of me. He had some stats where he had – Oh, he led the, he led the like AL, 400, yeah. 400, yeah, 400-some 400 starts, 230 starts where he gave up three runs or less over seven innings and came away with no decision. Wow, yeah. In the bulk of those games. It, is some of his problem at this point, and don't, don't get me wrong, it's real hard to change in midstream. The only guy that I remember that really lasted a long time after he changed his whole 
uh, game plan was Frank Tanana. Is he willing to, to make the admission that, hey, I can't get people out with my heater. I've got to change my whole approach? Well, he, yeah, he did change. I mean, the changeup is his best pitch. He's got a good curveball. He just doesn't have the heater to, to, to put any fear into people. And, yep. yeah, and that was a big uh, point of uh, discussion when, and uh, DePoto and, and uh, Service took over. That would have been what would be in the 16th season. And, um, yeah, again, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but he, he hasn't been rolling. Um, no. He hasn't been rolling at all. And, you know, it's, it's a shame because he meant so much to, to the uh, franchise. We had a lot of bad teams, and, and every day, every Felix uh, start was Felix, happy Felix day. And, and it's like Steve Carlton went to Phillies back in '72. I mean, he knew every day was every start was going to be special and fun to watch. And you know, obviously the the, the high point was the perfect game was it August 15 of 2012. And another couple of years, yeah, he was good when Lloyd was there. But it just, you know, it, it just everything caught up. It happened. Yep. The change has not been able to be made for whatever reason. I know Verlander turned things around. Felix didn't, and uh, you know, there you are. Dave, you talked about the thirteen and two start, but how has Scott's service uh, kind of handled all this as as the thing started to go south a little bit during the course of the year? Well, he knew he didn't have a pennant contender, and yeah. he and Jerry, I mean, that was set up that way that hey, they were going to tear down a team that won eighty nine games. They thought that they couldn't that that wasn't sustainable, and they wanted to get value for uh, Paxton, who had you know when they they dealt him, he had two years. Think two to three years of control left that have made him a lot more a lot more attractive. But I figured, hey, you know, we've seen teardowns before. Houston did it, and Kansas City's done it, and so they figured, hey, let's make a run at it. And and, and the bull and let's, let's face it, not, not, not was open, but uh, the farm system was was not good at all. It was if it wasn't last, it was in the bottom three. So they turned that around with all the deals. They're up to eleventh in the last rankings I saw. How good and we're seeing some of the kids. Some of the kids are starting to work their way up to the big club. How good is the kid that's going to pitch tonight? Have you seen enough of them to have made your sort of judgment what he's what he's capable of? Justice Sheffield. Um, it's still yeah, jury's still out. I mean, this is his third team. You know, the Yankees were you know, certainly touted him a lot. Yep. Um, he, the best thing that happened to him this year was uh, he got sent down. He wasn't getting it done. In AAA at, at Spokane, those ballparks are a little funky and, and hitter friendly, and so he, they put him down. And, and I thought this explanation I thought was interesting, and I, and I think I can buy it. That when they took him from AAA and put him down to AA, he was with guys who he hung out with during spring training, and personality-wise and peer-wise, it was more compatible for him, and he performed a heck of a lot better down there. I tell you what, his last two starts have been have been good. You can see the progress being made. He clearly has talent, good slider, change up. They're working on that. Fastball's good. Um, I think when I first started hearing about him a couple of years ago, I guess after the Yankees got him from Cleveland, evidently his his fastball was in the high nineties, and it looked like he was trying to throw the ball through the through the catcher when he made a, a, a start. We needed a fifth starter in the third week in April, and he was also. He couldn't, you know, he couldn't slow the game down. And I remember talking to the next the next day. I said, "Dude, what in the hell was wrong with you? Can't you breathe out there?" He <laughs> said, "Yeah, it was too hyped up." So that, I think he's got that. He's improving dramatically on that. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, he's not a composed eight-year pro right now, but I mean, he's the progress is there. 
the other day, he walked four guys, but he got up to a really good start the first two innings. I think mean, he was like six up, six down. So he's, he's got some talent. We're talking with Dave Sims. We've got him just a couple more minutes. Dave, uh, a player who's meant a lot to the Mariners over the past few years, had the exact opposite kind of season to Felix Hernandez, and that is Kyle Seeger. Uh, he was injured in spring training, and I forget, was it an elbow or a... a, a... No, it was a left-hand injury. He dove to his right to the line, towards the line, trying to snare him, uh, trying to backhand a hard-hit ball uh, in the game against the Cubs and uh, tried to play through it for the next couple of days, and they shut him down for two months. And then when he came back, you know, slow start and stuff getting going. And, and this was after he had spent so much time in remaking his body, getting a, more, a lot more flexible, losing right. some weight, and also committing to uh, not trying to pull everything. And he hit the ball uh, well the other way. And, you know, he's got the 22 home runs. He's hitting something like, I don't know, the numbers are something like 39 in the last 48 games or something like that. that he took his batting average from like a buck 48 to – 250, 260. He's yeah, done a hell of a job. He has done a hell of a job. Is he under team control, and are they looking at him as a a piece to hold on to, or would they like to move You know on? what? I I wouldn't a million years speculate on what Jerry's going to do. Okay. Uh, I think he's got. I think he's got at least one more year. Yep. If not two, at big dollars, and you know, with Jerry, anything in terms of making moves. You know, Jerry, you know, we could use a, a stud pitcher next year uh, if they were to make a move and try to move him or may not get a stud pitcher, but even, you know, right. a, a second-tier type of guy, uh, that wouldn't shock me. Well, you, what the Orioles are trying to do right now with Mike Elias uh, and Sig and, you know, here in Baltimore is to rebuild this and to get it to where it's a, a winning franchise again, Dave, and, and to be consistent with it and the team in your well, Good div- luck with that in this division. That's a yeah, brutal division. Well, that's what I'm saying. But in your division, we've seen that happen with the Astros. And, I mean, this is a team that lost 100 games three two, years two, in a row. Three, three years in a row. Yeah, yeah, let me tell you something. They're not, they're not going anywhere for at least five years. They're loaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. And that's what I wanted to try to draw the comparison the divisions are certainly different but the the plan i I mean and and you see other teams trying to do this i think the plan is one that has had success and and works and it's a good blueprint well yeah as mike tyson says everybody's got a plan (laughs) yeah until somebody punches you you in the mouth right (laughs) i mean come on uh it's you know it's on paper and 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 uh you know, intellectually, it makes all the sense in the world. But Houston's so freaking loaded. Uh, I mean, they're going to prop. They're going to lose Cole and bring up some other young stud. You know, Verlander's probably got at least one or two more years, and they got Bregman and all those cats. Uh, I mean, they're going to have to pay some money to keep Altuve. I think Altuve has already. Uh, He's already uh, signed. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. They got Bregman and then coming. The A's, yeah. You know, the A's are only going to get better. I mean, Olson, Chapman, and that crew, Simeon, they're not going anywhere. So. Um, you know, hopefully the kids that we bring up, we'll probably bring up a couple, three more guys that will be on the club next year. Uh, they're going to have to you know, to compete with those jokers. They're going to have to really mature, and we got to get some pitch. Hey. I mean, and the, that's a common phrase. I mean, plug in, fill in the blank there in terms of we need pitch, and everybody says that. Dave, I don't remember. Were you the, And this will be the last question. D- Bob Melvin, were you broadcasting Mariner games when he was there? No, no. I got there in seven when Hardgrove was there. I got okay. there in seven, and okay. Hardgrove bailed midway through the season, and uh, we had a great record. I think we were in second place, and 
think we took it down to right after Labor Day. We were in a wild card hunt, and then uh, things fell apart. But yeah, and he he walked. He just said, uh, you know, he just I don't know. He hit a wall or something, and he said, I just want to be with the family. And yep. He walked away from baseball. He was. We had a hell of a record in '07 at that point. Hey, last thing then for you uh, is Kyle Lewis, uh, sort of a much ballyhooed prospect. He's not a kid, kid. He's not 21, 22. He's come up and he's had some success. Is he a piece for the future? Oh, he's he darn right he is. He uh, terrific kid. Uh, everything. The only thing I worry about with him because he had that injury bug first couple of years yeah. as a pro, and this year, his first full time spring training, he was impressive then. And I, I, they they kept him down there for you know, I basically for seasoning. He put up. You know, 264 thereabouts, and I've talked to a whole bunch of scouts and said he's going to play to the level where he is, and that's exactly what he's doing right now. This is his first 10-11 games. I think in terms of his makeup, his family background and everything, he's got to – I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar, but he's going to be a darn good piece for a long time. Six homers in, what, 10 yeah. games, I guess it is? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, 6-11 and 11 now. 6-11 yeah, now, yeah. Six and 11, yeah. One last night. He, All right. He's really impressive. He's got pull-to-pull power and – Probably knows gets the barrel to the bat pretty quickly. All the right. barrel to the ball pretty quickly. Dave, I'll tell my sister-in-law Sue Levy that you said hello. Uh, she Absolutely. Always, she always tells me to say hello to you, so uh, I will. All right. All right, I, fellas. I really appreciate your coming on. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. All, All right. All the best. Good All to hear right. From you. Take care. Thanks.